Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live. It's your favorite two-man power troop. It is me, Freddy Loso, down here live from the Bear Cave Studios. And the devil's advocate himself, Robert Fitt. Two-man power trip. I love it. There you go. All right, today, unfortunately, two years ago, we lost Pat Patterson. Ooh, I can't so believe it was two years big already. Loss. Wow. Yeah, and uh, what a loss it was, right? I mean, without him, there's no Royal Rumble. Yeah. M- amongst other things. So, right. Wrestling World lost a, a big, big contributor. That's crazy. So we got some topics here. We got some. We got a watch along later on for you guys. After we make our picks, it'll be Russell War 91. The 91. War Games. We would match. have done the original War Games, but the WWE Network doesn't have it. That's right. I'm, so I'm we're going with the next best one, in my opinion. If um, they don't I guess have you guys it. Would con- you guys would consider me the WCW expert, I would imagine, right? So I picked that right. one. <laughs> yeah, so I'm wondering if they don't have it because it was originally NWA. And does WWE own the NWA archives? Mm. That might be why it's not on there. It's a good question. I don't know. I thought I just assumed it would be on there when we picked that one. I just assumed it would be there. When it wasn't, I was like, "All right, well, we'll, we'll pivot." Right. Same. Um, same. What can you do? Yeah. Right. We're, right so if we're start? anything, yeah. we are adaptable here. Where do you want to start, Elo? So, um, so let's start with a very relevant topic. Um, MJF CM Punk promo. The thing went for 18 minutes. I was just re-watching it again just now before we came on. Man, that it reminded me of the Attitude Era. Where you had two good talkers in the ring. They could go back and forth. It wasn't scripted. It wasn't, you know... Okay, I'm going to look at the bullet points on my hand, or I'm going to memorize the script that I read before I came out in the back. Some of the lines were great. The, uh, you're just, you're just a less famous Miz was great from CM Punk. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let me play devil's advocate for a minute. Go ahead. Hence my nickname. Some people would call that a, uh, what they call a cheap pop. Mm Mm-hmm mentioning the competition and like you know uh my other favorite line was you know if tony khan has a daughter for you to marry i mean talk about like cutting (laughs) to the quick but there was some criticism out there that said it was kind of cheap that they did that so i don't i personally don't think so i think it was one of the better it, it was in the top 10 promos probably in the last 20 years right um it was two guys like you said that that can verbally spar and did a really good job, and I think I don't have a problem with anything they said at all. But what do you think about the criticism of maybe that they went for the cheap reaction? I mean, how do you feel about that? Um, I think it's people over overthinking it. Like, just enjoy it. We haven't seen a promo like this with two guys going back and forth since I, I can't even long. I can't even remember when was the last time we yeah. actually saw one. And I mean, you didn't go want that 20 to end. minutes, <laughs> yeah. right? You didn't want it to end. You're like, keep going. Go yeah, like, keep going. I'm good. It's like, <laughs> this could be the whole show for me. But that's what we used to get opening segments of Raw in the Attitude Era. Like, that yeah. was great where right. it was Rock and Austin or 
Rock and Jericho or Jericho and Austin. Like it was, it was money back then, and it it was nice to see. Yeah, I agree with you 100. percent I didn't have a problem with it at all. And the other point that I put on here was the Ed Ed Edge Midge res, Miz response falls flat. I think they tried to kind of do the same thing, right? And like when Edge delivered that line, like there was no crowd reaction whatsoever, right? So like they, whereas the where Edge and Miz are really good talkers and can deliver promos, I think it looked to me it looked desperate, right? Like we're go, we're gonna try to catch you know we're gonna grab the end of that lightning bolt, and yeah, we're it, it we're didn't work. Yeah, it was it was poor uh, planning on their part. Yeah, you know, I think they said, "Well, we're going to put our two best talkers out there and watch what we can do." Right. And everybody went, "No, <laughs> it was done already. We, yeah. we do something different, guys, or at least save it for, you know, two three weeks from now, not the very next show after, well, the second show after that." You know, the other thing too is, I mean, do you really care about Edge, Miz? I don't. Yeah, there's, it's what, it just started? Like, there's no backstory to it. There's, Miz just came back, Edge just came back. Like, it, there's nothing to it. There's no build-up, there's no, well, you know, okay, this guy hates each other for what? I don't even have a problem with the build-up per se, but if you can think of dream matches for Edge, mm-hmm. Miz is not on the list. No, not Give me an AJ Styles, mm-hmm. right? Put him in the ring against Priest. Give me a Finn Put Balor. Put him in the ring against Riddle. Yeah. Right? I mean, give me those are matches I want to see. I really I, I honestly don't care about this at all. And I don't care how good the promos are. It's, it's not a matchup that interests me on any level. Right. I could name ten guys I'd rather see Edge go up against before I get to the Miz. And it's that's no knock against the Miz. The Miz just doesn't do it for me. Right. As far as you know, like as far as Edge, they just there doesn't seem to be a connection, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I, I completely like you said, they're kind of fabricating it. Yeah. It for what reason? Like it just does. It doesn't make sense. You know, like yeah. I had two of the oldest guys on the roster, maybe, but that's that's the only thing I can think of. I would like to see Edge put over guys like Damian Priest and and like have a classic match against Styles. Whereas Miz, I mean, the Miz is not known for his ring work. Exactly. Right, I mean, he's a good he's good on the stick and he's a decent hand in the ring, but he's not known as being a t- great technician or an outstanding wrestler. Right. But so I really I, don't. I love what see what, I love what he did coming up, like where he started, how he came up, how he won. You know, came through tough enough, and all that stuff. He's just he's not that he's not that guy. You know, like it's just it's not there for me. So now this comes off the announcement of Beth, Beth Phoenix deciding she's not going to be on NXT anymore. Do you think she's going to join Edge in his feud against Miz and Maurice? Do you think that's the way they're going with this? Do you think that's why Beth is no longer going to be on NXT? She's going to be an active WWE competitor? Uh, 100%. I can see that. You think so? Uh, why bring out Maurice if you're not going to do some type of angle like that? Like Maurice hasn't been on WWE TV in months forever yeah, yeah forever and months years to bring her out in her ring gear normally she doesn't come out in her ring gear she just comes out in like a dress or whatever she actually came out in her ring gear and you're like okay and then with that announcement from beth phoenix you're like okay they're gonna set up something 
Something's something's gonna happen here. Now, does that do anything for you? No. Adding those two ladies in? To, no. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> it might as well have been Natalia in the ring. Like I, I don't care. Bring back Lita, maybe you know. Right. But... <laughs> yeah, Lita, Trish Stratus. Beth Phoenix never did anything for me in the ring. I never thought she was really any good. Right. So I and Maurice. Um, agree. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're both in agreement that this really <laughs> isn't doing anything for us. One hundred percent. On a related note, another lady, Nia Jax, came out this week and said that she's probably done with wrestling, and wrestling gives a collective hallelujah. Woohoo! Uh, you know, I'm speaking for you there. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I agree. Um, I was never a huge Nia fan. She was, she was a good novelty act, if that makes sense, at the beginning. Her size, the way she could move... She just never put it together. She became a liability in the ring, hurting everybody basically in almost every match that she had. Um, you you saw like the spark of okay, could she be like the next you know great Samoan wrestler to come out of the family and you know sparks of Yokozuna because of the the way she could move in the ring, but it just it wasn't there. My problem with – I have a few problems with Naya. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, she never got any better. Right. Right. She never seemed to learn how to wrestle, how not to hurt people. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, um, you know, someone like Naya, someone like uh, Braun Strowman, they're like attractions to me. Right. Like Andre the Giant was. And one mm-hmm. of the great things about Andre the Giant was he would show up for a little while and then he'd leave. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. The problem with someone like Nia and someone like like Strowman is once they start losing, they lose their aura. Right. Right? I mean, there's nothing to them. Once, once, um, like I used to say to Anthony all the time, why is everybody scared when Kane's music comes on? He's lost to everyone on the roster. Right. Right? So I couldn't figure out once, once they start losing, like The Fiend, the same thing. When The Fiend came out and wasn't, and wasn't losing – you were like, oh, my God, so cool. As soon as he lost, you're like, well, there goes that. I mean, he's right. not scary anymore because he can be beaten. Yeah. So I feel that way about Nia. The other thing, like I said, is she's uh, she was protected in WWE, right? All the things she did wrong, all the, the things she didn't do, they always protected her. Right. Where do you see her going? I don't see her in AEW. Yeah. Maybe. I don't see her in Japan. They're not going to protect her the same way they can't. Right. That, so that family tie is not there. Right? I mean, and we're not, not even that. It's just, she's just not that good. Right. Like, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm like, oh, Nia Jax got mm-hmm. loose? I uh, wonder cool. what she's going to be doing next. Right. She ain't going to be here. Yeah. You know, and that's my next thing is I'm wondering what is next for her in her life. Yeah. Because like, I know she, if she's not wrestling, I don't know what else she can do. I don't know her well enough to know what her, you know, is she really good at math or something? You know, like, I don't know what she's going to do. <laughs> I know she did have a modeling career earlier on. Okay. Like, uh, she she was a lot skinnier. So I don't know what, what happened between there. I'm sure she's supposedly writing a book or a tell-all between her time of in WWE and stuff like that. So maybe we'll find out some some there. But Can I put a moratorium on tell-all books? Shouldn't you have done something before you write a book? 
I completely right? agree. I mean, like, um, one of the books that I tried to get through that I couldn't was Punk's Wife. I'm like, she was in oh, wrestling for 30 seconds. Right. She didn't Why even, do I care? She didn't even do anything fantastic. It wasn't like she started this or she broke... Like, all right, you were another women's wrestler. Like, you were very good in the ring and... You did well, like, well, I remember when they put the up. Rocks book out, the first one. I'm like, the guy's been in wrestling all of three minutes. Right. Like, now I want to read a Rock book. Right. No. One, yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know. All right. Well, I, I, I digress. My, my, the whole point we were talking about is Nia. I don't, we, I don't, either one of us, I think, feel like we know where she could end up. So yeah, I think I maybe think. she's seeing the writing on the wall, like there's no, there's been no interest. Or maybe she just doesn't love wrestling. Maybe she did it because she felt like she needed to. Right. It might have been a family thing, because too. Because why like, would you get... Just, yeah. you, don't, you don't get any better. You don't have the passion for it, obviously. Yeah. Right? And maybe she goes and starts doing movies with The Rock. I have no idea. <laughs> she's she's neither fast or furious, so I don't right. know where she would go with that one. Exactly. <laughs> She'd be like Roman Reigns and just, like, walk through random scenes and be in a movie. <laughs> like... Him, I can see having some... Like, maybe a little bit of a movie career after WWE. Like, he's got the look. He doesn't have the size, but he's got the look for it. But we'll see how that plays out. I don't know. All right. Well, bye, Naya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure all the women you heard are very happy right now. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you. We'll see you down the road. So, uh, where do you want to go next? So, I, I put on this one. I saw it about... You know, two hours before we started recording. Um, the Undertaker was doing an interview. He seems like he's doing a lot of interviews now. He just did the uh, Coldest Balls with Kevin Hart. I didn't get a chance to see that one yet, but that was on there. Um, this is where he actually mentioned it. So his Mount Rushmore is Andre the Giant, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and Shawn Michaels. That's his wrestling? His, his Mount Mount Rushmore of or WWE. His, or his WWE Mount Rushmore. WWE Mount Rushmore. Right, I would say because Ric Flair is not on that list. Yeah. Would you agree okay. with that Mount Rushmore for WWE? Um, or would you differentiate from it? Um, I think it's interesting he didn't put Hulk Hogan on the list. I, I could see a couple of reasons why he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of a few reasons too, but yeah. right, from a from a pure um, wrestling standpoint, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, you know, um, the Mount Rushmore conversation is always so difficult. It's very right fluid because what well. do you use as the criteria? Right. You know, and I noticed he didn't include any uh, Japanese stars, any Mexican stars. Mm -hmm. um, you could make an argument for just about anyone. Right. Really. You know, if you're talking Mount, his WWE route much more, I mean, he said Andre, I mean, Stone Cold, The Rock, Shawn Michaels. You could make an argument for Jericho. You could make an argument for Triple H. For Brett. Yeah. For Brett. I mean, um, I'm, I'd be curious to know what his um, 
criteria was. Yeah. I'd have Stone to Cold, watch the, the Rock, uh... Sean. I mean, you know, you know what? I mean, while Shawn Michaels is a great competitor, he was a real asshole. He really was. Yeah. Right? I mean, only in the last, what, 10 years or so has he really kind of straightened his shit out and gotten, like, the, the right. kudos that he, he probably could have been might have been the greatest of all time if he wasn't just an asshole. You're such a dickhead, yeah. Right? 100%. Who, uh, out of curiosity, who would you name as your WWE Mount Rushmore Mount if you Rushmore? could? And I know I'd put you on the spot. So, uh, But I, let me ask you a question before I even do that. Let me back up mm-hmm. one more step. What would be your criteria? Like, who are you picking and why? Oh, you think, do you want to save that for a different show? I, I think that, that would be a good show. <laughs> I think right, that would be that a good... Uh... Let's, let's back that all up then. Yeah, we can uh, we can save that for for maybe next week. We can bring that to you guys. We'll get the encyclopedia to leave his notes and leave his. Uh... <laughs> oh God, we only have an hour, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he did leave his notes for you guys, so you know, stay tuned for that. But yeah, oh, he did have uh, something on Beth Phoenix. Sorry, um... I think he mentioned that he thought she was coming back as an active competitor. Yes. Right, I'm calling BS. I think she's going to join Edge in his feud with Miz and Maurice. Yeah. So he's he's in that camp. I think we're all in that camp. Yeah. So. All right. So okay. let's do that. Let's do for next week. Let's do our our WWE only. Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Now, what criteria do we want to put on that? You do, can. That's you your up choose. to you. Okay. You have to defend your list. Okay. And it's four. All right. Mount Rushmore only has four faces only has four on four it. Faces. Yep. You can come up, and why don't you come up with? Uh, do you want to set a number to honorable mentions, or do you want to just, if you have honorable mentions, do you want to name them, or do you want to just go with the four that we've got? Uh, we could do what four honorable mentions. All right, that works. All right, so it's going to be an, a list of eight. Yeah, but your top four will be your Mount Rushmore. Right. All right, I like that. I think that that's should be an interesting little list. Yeah. That'll be, All right. Yeah, let's let's table that till next week. I like that. I think right. that's a good. Uh, I'd be curious to see who you picked and why. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go through it with a, a nice fine tooth comb. And yeah, really, yeah, uh, really definitely. Get into yeah, it. spend a little time on this one, you, Freddy. Yeah. Hey, I'll have a I'll have my uh, little post-it note ready. Maybe I'll have a a printed out sheet like I did the last time. <laughs> but um, before we All right. we get into. Um, you had the NXT topic. I want to get your thoughts because uh, this is AEW. Arn Anderson falling again. The man fell off. Did the he stage. fall or, or did he get hit? I think he fell because the hit came as he was already on his way down off the stage. Then had to get helped back onto the stage. This is the second time in a matter of two or three months. I think you're going to have to buy Arn one of those uh, necklaces. I've fallen, I've fallen and I can't, and I get, can't up. get up. <laughs> I'm like, how do you... First time he fell going around the corner, lost his grip and fell on the floor. This time he fell on the hole in the stage. Like, get him get him uh, like a bubble so, so he doesn't hurt himself. Like, <laughs> get geez. him a bubble. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, I was man. thinking maybe they should just have him like in a wheelchair. <laughs> have him come and out with roll the next him down brace the ring. next week. Yeah, I, I don't know, Arn. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know he Tully looks older, but Arn looks worse. Right, he looks more fragile. <laughs> yeah, 
Like every time they go to get together, I'm like, they're gonna fight now. Tully's gonna like tap Arn. Arn's gonna fall and like break his hip or something. That's gonna be under that angle. Yeah. Hey, real quick, I know we don't have this on the uh, the the doc, but did you mm-hmm. watch Dynamite last night? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what did you think about the? Everybody seems to be talking about the Cody match, but not in a positive light. Right. Um. All right. So overbooking. Um. Yeah, it's a it's a classic Cody. Everything is overbooked. Spots that don't make sense for the match. Like you're having a street fight and you're gonna you're gonna set up a a fire table. Like, well, you know what? I don't have a it? problem with a fire table, but if if Andrade is the heel, shouldn't he be doing that? Right, not you as the face. <laughs> well, not not his wife. Not his wife. Yeah, because she and she came out of the crowd in like a weird disguise, like. I don't, I don't get it. I just don't. I don't get what Cody's doing, where his character's trying to go, or what he's trying to do. It doesn't make sense. When he comes out, I just do this. <laughs> and for those of you listening, I'm just shaking my head back and forth like in a... Oh, brother. Yeah, like in a look of disgust. You're like, ah, oh, Cody. Well, it's not even disgust, because I don't hate Cody. It's just a, like... You know, like you know, like when you have like a little annoying like nephew or something that wants to show you like, or a niece that wants to show you like all these dances, and you have <laughs> really no interest in watching any of it. You're like, oh great, but, okay, yeah. But you don't, hate, but you don't hate the kid. Right. But at the same time, you want the kid to go home, right, right? or go play with something else. So you're like, oh, let me come out and do my dance number, and, you're, and you go like this. All right, let's see it. Let's see what you got. Oh, great. All right. Can I just fast? Oh, I can't fast forward to the end. Oh wait, it's Cody match. I can. <laughs> I don't, you know, my problem with Cody is he's a mid-carder who thinks he's a main eventer. Right. Mm-hmm. 100%. So everything is statement. overbooked. He gets the big welcome. I, what I love, the last couple of weeks he's been throwing his belt out to the ring. And did you notice the people have been throwing them back? Right. <laughs> the first week he stayed on the apron and hit him in the back and he turned around and he didn't know what it was. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh my god, Cody, come on, man. Yeah. I was like, dude, go heal, please. Yeah. I I will you'll be my favorite if you go heal right now. Yeah. Just embrace it. Go into the slide. I don't know. I it, I don't know. Poor Cody. He so, still I, wants to be loved. He really does. He really does. He really wants to be his dad when he's not. No. Not even close. No charisma. <laughs> All right. Um, so this week, or today, I think it was, a w, uh, the PWI announced their top 150 tag teams. So um, I don't know if you – I don't think you guys got to look at the doc, the, the book, um, but I have it. So let me get to the list, and we'll talk a little bit about what I see. All right. Um, let me just get to the – should have queued this up a little better. All right, so number here, yeah. one mm-hmm. are the Young Bucks, right? Which I don't have any problem with. They were during the uh, period, the evaluation period, they were champions. I think for almost all of it, right? Right. They they defended their belts against the Jurassic Express, Jericho and MJF, SCU, Ortiz and Santana. I mean, they really they didn't sit on the belts, right? I think they also beat Moxley and Kingston. I mean, they they defended those titles. Who's who? So yeah. I have no problem mm-hmm. with them being the number one tag team. 
Right. I think it was a uh, um, a an easy choice. Number two, the Lucha Brothers. Um, I'm gonna say this about the Lucha Brothers. I adore them, but but um, Ray Phoenix is hurt again. All the time. Like, this guy. They they All gotta the have him tone it down. Yeah. Because this is what like the third or fourth time he's been hurt in the yeah. last like two years. Mm-hmm. And I I don't understand. Well, what you know he really has to tone it down. Yeah. Stay healthy. Um, because he's not gonna last. Right. So I don't know exactly how he's getting hurt or what he's hurt. I don't know what's wrong with him this time. But I don't know why Penta isn't getting hurt. And he but is. Ray Phoenix yeah. is. So I wish he'd really I wish they'd figure that out. Right. Because I think that's keeping them from true greatness. Right. From really hitting their stride. I can right. Because I mean they could reign for a while, but if he's gonna be hurt, they're gonna have to take the titles off of them again. Right. So and during this time period, they were also the AAA Tag Team Champions, so they were running two belts. Two shows. Yeah. Two shows, right. So, I mean, you know, so... Number three, uh, I'm going to venture you're not familiar with, the Dangerous Techers, which yep, is Tachi never. and Zack Sabre Jr. Never heard of them. They're in... Yeah, of course. They're in New Japan <laughs> Tag Team. I know. I knew that gotcha. before I told you, but that's all right. Um, what I can tell you about them is um, Zack Sabre Jr. is probably arguably the best technician in wrestling right now okay um he is a pure wrestler and a pure ass kicker um they've beat the gorillas of destiny for the titles um they've won them and lost them a couple times this year but they've always bounced right back and they're really 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 a good team so um i'm not surprised that they're on this list i'm surprised they're this high on the list okay oh okay i see i see a picture of them I've seen him before, but I've never actually watched any of his matches. Yeah, I mean, New Japan is... is um, New Japan's an acquired taste, I'll say that much. Right. You really have really to, um, to... There's not a lot of... Um, I don't know what to say. There's not a lot of... Uh, they're not doing like, uh, a lot of... Ang- they don't do a lot of characters. It's right. more of the wrestling. You're not going to get a Tony DeVito over there. <laughs> oh, right. Man. So if you're looking for that, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Number four, the, the Usos. Um, you know, let's face it, they are the best team in the WWE. Right. Um, you know, again, keeping them from true greatness. If, if uh, you know, Jimmy can't keep get his act together. Right. If he can get out of his own way and stop all the bullshit. They could be really good. So, you know, I can't argue with success. They are a very good team. They also don't have a lot of competition. Right. Because WWE, as we all know, does not value tag team wrestling. So, right. number five, teams. I can yeah. tell you, I honestly have no idea who these two are. It's Gulia and Siori. It's a female tag team. Um, okay. I think they're in, they wrestle for stardom which is uh, a ladies' organization in Japan. I've never heard of them, so no offense, but I don't know who they are. Now, And I'd have to read the article to know anything about them because I don't know who they want. They're, they're, it looks like they're seven months in on their reign as tag team champions. Now, why you wouldn't put, like, say, a Santana and Ortiz, a FTR, a Gorillaz of Destiny? Well, they're, 
they're on the list. Five. They're just like, let me give you the rest of the top ten. The next okay. MSK is six. Okay. Naya and Shayna are seven. Uh, Suzuki Gun is eight, which is again another uh, okay. New Japan tag team. Hmm. Which I mean, New Japan New Japan is known for their tag team, so I'm not surprised there aren't there are a few tag teams from New Japan on here because considering WWE having such a low opinion, right. Um, Street Profits are nine. Okay. The Good Brothers are ten. Um, the New Day is eleven. Um, RK Bro should not be fifteen. They just pretty much became a tag team, so I don't agree <laughs> with that. FTR is nineteen, and the Jurassic Express is twenty. And um, I think that like those are, are way too high, is in my opinion. Right. They should be lower on the list. Yeah. Right. Jurassic Express, FTR, they should be. Maybe in the top, maybe top ten or at least top fifteen. Right. Um. Trying to look through the list here. Uh, AJ Styles and Almost are twenty-two. The Mysterios are twenty-four. All right. Mysterios to me are rated way too high. Right. They stink. Um. The Hurt Business thirty-three. Thirty dog. Dirty Dogs thirty-eight. Um, yeah, I mean, when you start getting further down the list, you start to see some of the names. In Italian, Tamina, 46. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that was a... Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, you know, uh, where is... I, I think they pretty much have maybe the top six or seven right i think you can start making arguments for for after that for after that but you know you also have to remember too the um the time frame that they use is not always it's not year it's not like january to uh december it's like october to october gotcha so you know if you're talking about title reigns and stuff like that but all right so that's that's basically i think i think you summed it up when you said Ugh. so <laughs> <laughs> I still love PWI. I have almost every issue. Uh, I've been collecting it since it came out in 1979. So to me, it's always, you know, nostalgia and all that. Nice. All right. That's cool. So we ready to picks? Make our picks? Let's do it. We have our all picks. Right. The encyclopedia made his. Um, I'm shocked this... he made them without listening to ours first. But <laughs> we'll see how it goes. All right. So, right. to begin, the NXT Tag Team Championship, Imperium versus Kyle O'Reilly and Captain Caveman, Von Wagner. Um, Who do you like? Uh, man, I, I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be O'Reilly and Wagner. They really have a... Uh, they seem to have a hard-on for Wagner. And I think Imperium will probably get moved up with um, Walter... When he goes, when he makes his move to the main roster, so I'm gonna go with O'Reilly and Wagner. All right, I'm gonna go Imperium. I don't. I'm not. Kyle O'Reilly is not definitely signed. They're talking to him, so I think while it's they're still in the talking stages, I don't think they'll stick the belt on him. But I think if he does a sign, I think they will. Right. And I think then O'Reilly and Wagner will get a, a title reign and Imperium will go up. But I think until that happens, um, 
I think Imperium hangs on to the belts for now. Okay. And the encyclopedia chose Imperium as well. Without so any notes. Without any time. notes on that one, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, so next one up is Roderick Strong and the Diamond Mine. But this is just a, a cruiserweight match. So it's Strong versus Joe Gacy. It's a cruiserweight title match with a non-cruiserweight. That's right. Because Gacy is... So Gacy is... 250 pounds and this leads to an earlier uh discussion that we did not have but we can have now from what we hear the they're going to get rid of the cruiserweight championship which i'm shocked they haven't gotten rid of already right it doesn't make sense why they still who cares right they don't emphasize the cruiserweights they don't give them any they they don't make any different differentiation between cruiserweight i mean ray mysterio is a cruiserweight Right. Finn Balor is a cruiserweight. Yeah. <laughs> right? True. So who cares? They should just get rid of the belt. I'm going to pick Roderick Strong. Um, I guess. I, I, you know, I could see Gacy winning and then getting rid of it, but I'm going to go with Strong. I don't know. Now, do you think they they put in another, like, uh, mid-title in NXT to get rid of no. this? I don't think NXT needs any more belts. I mean, it's got the world belt. It's got the North American oh, that's title. Right. It's got the North American title. Right. You know. I forgot it, about that one. Unless you're going to make a TV title, but I don't really see the point. Right. Yeah, it would just be too much. All right. So a uh, hair versus hair match. Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson. Where are you going in this one? I don't. I don't know. And I'll tell you why I don't know, because I know there's been reports that Vince wants to change Cameron Grimes' look, mm-hmm. and it be, would be a way to do this. Right. But on the other hand, Cameron Grimes already got his hair cut. Right. So it wouldn't make sense for him to lose again, because usually conventional wisdom says, right, the good guy gets his hair cut, and then he comes back, and he, and he wins. wins the match. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. and you know, this is a throwaway match. I mean, who really cares? Right, exactly. <laughs> right? I mean, it's one of the worst angles I've seen in a while. Yeah. I don't know. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking Grimes. Um, I just, it wouldn't make sense to me for him to lose again and get another haircut. Like, it just... It yeah, I, I agree with you. I I, I couldn't pick two cuts out of a lineup, so I'm gonna go with Cameron Grimes too. <laughs> and you know, the other reason is Anthony picked Hudson, so I, I think he's he's always wrong. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, the co-main event, you have the women's war games match. You have Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Ray. Versus Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction, which is okay. Mandy Rhodes, Gigi, and Jay Z. So the encyclopedia so, chose yeah. Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction. It would be pretty stupid to halt Toxic Attraction's momentum this soon into their run on top, especially against a th- team thrown together. I'm also convinced that Kaylee Ray. I'm is also not face. convinced. Oh, 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 also not convinced. Yeah, sorry. That Kaylee Ray is a face. 
I well, I mean, I'm not convinced Raquel Gonzalez is a face either. I think it's more circumstance than anything else. Right. Right. Um. Who, who do you like? Man, this is a tough one for me because I would like to see uh, Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, and them win. But, man, I'm going to have to agree with the encyclopedia. It wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. So here's my thing. Um, I'm looking at the two war, the men's and the women's war game matches together. Right. And I tend to think that Team 2.0 is going to win. Same here. So I can't see the the new guys winning both matches. I can see. So uh, I'm going to go with Ra- Raquel Gonzalez's team. All right. You sold me, Rob. I was on the fence. <laughs> you got me. Well, you know, if you take if you take them separately, it's harder to me. And I could be totally wrong, of course. Not usually, but. Um, <laughs> you know what? It's no fun doing this with you because you just laugh. You don't get mad like Anthony. <laughs> I don't give in. So I'm going to go with the ladies, the, the lady veterans, I suppose. Because, like I said, I think Team 2.0 is going to win. I think Ron Breaker is – this is going to be the match that kind of puts Breaker and Hayes over the top. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm not – like Pete Dunn is not a face. And I can right. see that totally backfiring. LA Knight is also out for himself. So I don't see them as a true team. Whereas I think the rookies, for this match at least, will stick together. And that's how they're going to win. Right. I can see that too. And LA Knight's been jobbing out to everybody. Every, yeah, I mean, it seems like you know, he's a piece. He's the throwaway. And like, like Ciampa and Gargano, like, or, you know, were obviously a tag team at one point. Right. Um, and, and like I and said, Pete Dunn's always out for himself. Right. I think LA Knight probably ends up beating the pin in this one. I think Breaker kind of destroys him and they lose because of him. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm where I'm going with this. I think I don't think the the, the rookies are going to sweep. Yeah. So if I had to pick a team that I think is going to win, I think the guys are going to win and the ladies are going to lose. Lose. And I think Dakota Kai is. I think they're going to protect Toxic Attraction. Dakota Kai is going to eat the pin. Yeah, she's got she's got less to lose. Uh, a pin doesn't do anything against her character here. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, I think this is Braun Breaker and and Hayes' come out party. And I think they uh, and with also with Gargano leaving, like he just signed a one week contract to stay on for this this show. So there. I mean, they, I heard they're negotiating. Too. But, you know, like I said, you're not going to give a guy like that a high-profile win if he's just going to walk out in a week. Right, exactly. You know, the other thing I, I'm surprised, just to finish this off, um, mm-hmm. Gonzalez and Kai had a great match, and they never followed up on it. Right. Like, they're following up on it now on, on kind of a back-end way, but they never gave them, like, Dakota Kai had every reason to get another match for the title. Yeah. And then they took it off Raquel, right, quickly. And EO's been doing nothing. You know, the tag she, team reign was She's been doing nothing, nothing for me. months. For yeah, right? months I mean, she like. should be at the top of the card, not the middle. Right. So, all right. Yeah, and um, Encyclopedia chose um, Team Black and Gold here. Uh, 
Uh, let's see what was we his? don't we don't match on any of our picks with him. He has gone opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> except for except for Imperial, except for Roderick Strong, that is the only match we all agree on. Right. And the tag team match, he and I picked Imperium. You picked O'Reilly and Wagner, but we are all over the place. Right. He goes, which is the nature of NXT. To me, it's it's a shit show. It's all over the place. So. Exactly. <laughs> he goes with this one, and with this pick, I'm probably wrong and go zero and five. Got got it. If there's a god in heaven, I hope so. Because <laughs> you that know would what? Be hilarious. When he when he finally when he finally comes back on, I'm going I'm going right for that. Right. All right, so now we got our watch-along to wrap this week's episode up for you guys. So it is, if you go to your WWE, or no, sorry, not WWE Network. If you go to um, Peacock and you search up Wrestle War, I believe it is season two, you said, Rob? If I'm not mistaken, um, I think season three. three, season three, episode one, episode one. And we are at the two hours, 17 minutes, 17 and minutes, 21, 21 seconds. seconds. Right. All right. So, uh, um, right, you ready? You want to give us a little background count, on this before we, uh, oh, okay. Let me do before that. Before we yeah. jump into You're it. Right. I forgot about that part. All right. So the wrestle war card, um, is filled with, uh, a lot of forgettable matches. <laughs> um, a couple, one or two matches I'll bring up. Um, we have uh, Big Van Vader versus Stan Hansen, which is a, a great match on any continent. <laughs> they fought to a double DQ. Um, the Freebirds beat um, Doom, which was Butch Reed and Ron Simmons, which was, was the beginning of the end for that tag team. Uh, the rest of this card is pretty bad. If I could say so myself, uh, there's a lot of not very good matches. I'm, this is like if this is a pay, this is a pay per view match, and uh, I'd be pissed if I paid for it. <laughs> it's not very, it's not very good. Uh, we had Lex Luger versus Dan Spivey. I mean, you know. So um, or no, the match uh, we're focusing on yeah. <laughs> is the Four Horsemen, and it's not truly the Four Horsemen because we have Ric Flair, we have Barry Windham, we have Sid Vicious, and we have Larry Zbyszko. Who's subbing yeah. for an injured Arn Anderson? And their opponents are Sting, Brian Pillman, pre uh, Crazy Man Brian Pillman, right? And the Steiner brothers. And on paper, um, you know, it looks like it should be a clean sweep for Sting, Pillman, and the Steiner brothers. Uh, but I won't spoil it, even though this match has only been around thirty years. <laughs> I won't spoil the end for you guys. Um, <laughs> So let's go ahead and start it up. Let's see what happens. So this is actually quite fitting, considering we uh, we pivoted on the fly. You have uh, Steiner and Steiner in the main event. And we have Arnie Anderson falling down. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Arnie Anderson <No>. getting injured. <laughs> before, before we start, what did you think of them actually referencing, again, the Steiners? I, I don't know how you can't. I mean, yeah, you you might as well just make him a Steiner at this point. Like, just... I don't know why they didn't. I mean, look, Scott Steiner is who he is, what he is. What's the difference? This is a different guy, right? Right. I, I don't understand why you wouldn't. But you know, that's Vince and his petty, you know, whatever. Right. All right. So let's jump into. All right. It. Count us down. Count us down. Three, 
two, one. Alright, so the cage is coming down. A little pyro. And while we're waiting cage. for the cage to come down, um, talking about war games mm -hmm. a little bit. Anybody know? Do you know who created war games? Dusty, maybe. Yes, Dusty Rhodes uh, was watching Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome okay. and decided that. This would be, uh, it was called War Games and Match Beyond. Um, another thing about the War Games is the Four Horsemen have been part of many and lost just about all of them. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you look at the Wikipedia page, there's one, they're the Great American Bash, they've lost. And what's interesting is um, they've, always, they've always seemed to pick J.J. Dillon is their partner, and more than likely, James A. Dillon has been the one that's gotten pinned. So, like, Takes the pin, right? for an organization that's supposed to be so smart, they weren't that smart. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they've lost pretty. They lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. The first one they won mm -hmm. is actually the one we're watching today. Sorry for the spoiler. Spoiler. Alert. Um, and that was. It started back in 87. They didn't win one until 91. Damn. So Some of the names, though, if you look on this list, One Man Gang, El Gigante, The Yellow Dog. Jesus. Do you know the who the Yellow Dog was? SWAT team. No, who was the Yellow Dog? It was Brian Pillman. Really? Okay. I never heard him referred yes. and, as and, the Yellow Dog. So just to show you what kind of geek I am, um, the Yellow Dog was a character that Barry Windham created in Florida. Um, he was wrestling Ron Bass, and Ron Bass, uh, they were fighting over a saddle, longer story, and what happened is Bass put the saddle on Windham's back and rode him around the ring, and, and Barry Windham was so embarrassed, he felt like he was treated like a dirty yellow dog. So for a while, he wrestled as the dirty yellow dog. And he was in a whole yellow outfit because he was so embarrassed about what happened. So I don't remember exactly why Pillman was dressed like the yellow dog. I'd have to look that up. I don't remember exactly why, but that's where that came from. That's Very about four years before, five years before. Yeah, I know, I know too much about wrestling. That Too much that's, nonsense. I, I um, never, that's I never I knew that. That's, that's very interesting. Now they're I'll going you, through... Florida, if, if, you're, if you guys the out there are kind of bored and you're looking for some things to watch, if you go on YouTube and you watch Florida wrestling from like 1982 to like 1986 or 7, there was some crazy stuff going on in there, particularly Kevin Sullivan with the demon character. I think I've talked about this previously. <laughs> but Kevin Sullivan and Dusty Rhodes feuded for like five years, bringing people in and out and some of the angles are just absolutely crazy. But back to the War Games match. Right now we're getting Sid and Barry coming out to the ring. Arn Anderson is Sid there. Vicious like you, he's Sid huge. Vicious certainly looks good, doesn't he? But man, he stinks in the ring. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Barry Windham, man. What, an, Arn what was a great here, talent. Right? I don't know, Arn doesn't look hurt, but I suppose he is. 
Yeah. So we have the three horsemen and Larry Zabisco. Right. So remember the rules of war games, right? It's it's one team gets the advantage. Right. Like they start off two guys, and then one of the teams gets an advantage. Usually there's a match right, that determines who gets the advantage. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you can't have a pinfall or submission until all the wrestlers make it into the ring. Right. Right? So in this case, we got to get Sting... Pillman with his arm all wrapped up looks like he's got a shoulder injury, and we have um, the, Steiners, the Steiners. They all have to make it into the ring before you can actually have a, a pinfall or submission. Pinfall. Gotcha. Right. So that's the rules of war games. Jeez, Pillman, is that bandage any bigger? Right. <laughs> he wants everybody in the arena to see it. Right. I mean, the guy in the back row is like, "Geez, that's a big bandage." Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember being fascinated with the War Games match as a kid. Just the the two cages, you're like, holy crap, this is this is huge. And then they did, uh, what was it, World War Three, where they had the three rings, the sixty man battle royal. Yes. No, that was that would, that would you're mixing them up. The three the the battle royals different. The, the war the match you're thinking about was. Uh, Hulk Hogan and Savage versus like twelve guys, and somehow Hogan and Savage win. Oh no, no, no! I'm I'm thinking about it was the... with uh, when NWO won, and they all posed in the ring at the end. That's World War Three. That's the World War Three. That's the ninety man over the top rope battle royal. It's not a cage man. match. Gotcha, gotcha. You're thinking about the Thunder Triple Dome Cage or whatever with Hogan yeah, and Savage right. against Kevin Sullivan, one man gang, and. Yeah, Brutus the Barber. And they have Hogan yeah. and Savage beat 12 guys. Somehow. Right. <laughs> All right. I mean, look, I know wrestling is not real, but, you know, come on. Yeah. You got you got um, Pillman using the cage already? Yeah, I mean, Pillman not, not really made for this match because uh, he's an off-the-top-rope kind of guy, and if you just saw when he went to the top rope, he almost <laughs> hit his head. Yeah, that cage is very low in this one. It's just high enough. Like a guy like Barry Windham could like put his hand up and reach the top of the cage. Right. Man, that was the classic Pillman tights. Those like uh, yeah, it's in the uh, Bengals. Yep. Ooh. Wow. All right. Wasted no time hitting him below the belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was like, "Screw this! I'm just gonna hit him in the balls." <laughs> Now, who had the advantage in this one? Uh, I don't remember. Let's see if I can find out before we actually get it in a match. And I know for this week, uh, was it Braun won the advantage for Team 2.0? It doesn't say... In Wikipedia, and what who won, who had the advantage? I guess we'll have to wait. They get the what is it? The first person in, the first teammate. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's five minutes. They fight for five minutes, and then they get um, the team with the advantage gets the next guy to come in. Gets the next guy to come in. All right. Oh, Barry Windham with the crimson mask. Yep. Already, very quick. Man, this cage was. Yeah, really can you small. imagine biting someone who's bleeding? Yeah. Already bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Right? His hands are so bloody, too. <laughs> Damn. Uh, did your feed just freeze? No, it's still going. I got um, Pillman going up to the pros. top on the uh, opposite side of the uh, the ring here. Doing a okay, here it goes. All right. flying clothesline. I'm a little behind. Let me see if I can catch up. He just threw him into the... Oh, shit. He threw him into the other ring, and the way Wyndham flopped over that top rope was, was kind of crazy. <laughs> that was quite the bump there. I don't remember Wyndham taking such a beating in this match. Yeah, he's taking quite the ass whooping in this. They're really trying to make Pillman look strong. Yeah. Oh, I think they're doing a coin toss to come. So they haven't really determined who comes in next. I think they flip a coin. Oh, gotcha. I think that's what I just heard Jim Ross say. 30 seconds before we get the... Uh, yeah, can I ever figure out a match like this? Entrance. Would you just walk in there with a pair of brass knuckles and just slug the, the guy? Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then just let it, you know, knock him out and then wait for the next guy to come in, punch him. Right. 100%. Nobody ever brings any weapons into this match. Why wouldn't you bring weapons? Right. Well, didn't they... Didn't the, the last uh, NXT one do that? Didn't McAfee and the boys bring in tables? I think so. All right, here we go. Let's see what we got. Coin toss. Okay, so the horseman got the advantage. And here comes Ric Flair. So now I'm going to look it up because I'm interested which... Looking up on Pro Wrestling Tees, Brian Pillman shirts. Flair's got a big bandage on his leg. Jeez, these guys are all banged up. Yeah. Now, were you a, uh, a wrestling t-shirt collector? Or just a... Uh... Uh, not really. I actually had a bunch of shirts i sold a bunch of them um i had a sunny shirt i had a dynamic duo uh sean michaels diesel shirt that they only sold at madison square garden for a little while that was one I for a while i went to like a bunch of garden 
For a while, I went to a bunch of garden cards, and I bought a lot of shirts, but... Gotcha. Yeah, they I'm trying to think down how many I actually have. I think I only have maybe three or four left. Nice. I have the... Uh... I just ordered one. It's a reprint, but it was the... Uh... I think we had talked about it last week. The Survivor Series, Diesel and, and uh, Brett. I found a place... That... Oh, yeah, where they're standing face-to-face? -face. Yeah, I found a place that reprinted them, so... A little Christmas gift to myself. I have my NWO shirt. Still. I have a punk shirt. Okay. I have... Uh, the last time we saw the uh, Graysons, I bought a shirt from them. Okay. And... I think, I think I might still have my WrestleMania 10 shirt. I'm not sure, though. Okay. Oh, we got Sting in the ring now. He is there to uh, help out Brian Pillman. You would have thought they'd put bring Sting in last. Right. So as who, the who anchor, do you think but... they, they bring in, they probably bring in uh, Scotty. Yeah, Scotty or Rick. Yeah. yeah Pro Wrestling Tees has the uh, classic Brian Pillman. With the uh, Cincinnati Bengals and his uh, Hollywood Blondes one as well. Oh, I know the other shirt I have. I have I Broke Wahoo's Leg. Oh, nice. The old Greg Valentine shirt from the 70s. I found that online. Nice. I think that's it, though. I mean, I had more. I know I got rid of them, though. And I used to have, um, I used to have a, uh, of course, everybody had a Stone Cold shirt. Everybody had a Rock shirt. Right. I had my, my blood from a stone shirt I had to throw away. It got ripped. Oh, that sucks. And my wife hated that. My wife hated that shirt. That's one where you've got the blood well, all over his face on the face. back. My yeah. wife was like, throw that thing away. <laughs> <laughs> and believe it or not, I had a Big Show shirt. And the only reason why I had it is because on the back it said Big Angry Bastard. And I always thought that was great. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. <laughs> Man, I used to love Sting with uh, with the face paint, the different colored face paint, the little blonde, uh, his blonde haircut that he had. Uh, here it comes. Let's see who's next. I think it's uh, Zabisco is next. Yep, there he goes. The Cruncher. Jeez, Larry, you got punched one time. Yeah. <laughs> really trying to make make use of those two rings there. Yeah, I mean, War Games was always classic, man. Then they uh, they started doing the um, what was it? The like military style to it where all the guys were in uh military fatigues and all that stuff mm. trying to get the audio to come up here so you guys can uh listen along to where we're at
Yeah, Wyndham's Wind, <laughs> trying to get back from that ass whooping that he took <laughs> to open this matchup. Yep, so Scotty's Scotty's gonna be the anchor on this one. Jeez, his son looks just like him, man. That is the genes are Built strong just like with the him. Never mind, looks like him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Same tights, which I'm sure is by design. Flair's oh, blade. <laughs> oh, there he is. There's the cut job right there. Yep. And the, the blonde hair all covered in red blood. Yep. She saw him. If you if you looked at him while he was down, he was definitely moving his head to make that cut. It's funny when you're young, like you don't notice stuff like that. But now I'm like, oh, there it is. Yep, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot which watch along we did with uh, with the Rock, where you could literally see him get the blade and then cut himself. minutes yeah, I didn't realize this one was oh, this one was that long here comes Sid jeez he didn't even try to protect Ooh, himself on that You had to one. hold him to kick him in the balls? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I was in this match, it'd be it'd be brass knuckles and ball shots. Right. All day long. All day. That'd be the name of the pay-per-view, too. Brass knuckles and ball shots. <laughs> <laughs> I would even tell you ahead of time. Ready when I get you in the ring, I'm gonna play, I'm gonna hit you in the balls, I'm gonna punch you with a brass knuckles, and that's gonna be it. It's gonna last match, it's gonna last two minutes. I'm gonna even let you know it's coming. And just be prepared, because it's coming for you. Probably why I'm not a wrestling promoter, because my card my matches would be all two minutes long. Right. You get to the it'd take you longer to get to the ring than the actual match. <laughs> exactly. Man, the amount of blood on this cage. Ric Flair's blood is ridiculous. <laughs> so it's basically, it's the opposite this of thing's uh, bleeding too. Royal Rumble, where uh, it's you know grab, struggle in the corner. This is uh, punch, kick, throw you into the cage. Punch, kick throw you face first into the cage. 
So, I mean, but here, the difference here, though, too, is they're not really using any weapons. Like, now everything is all weapons. Right. Right? Tables and chairs. I mean, these guys are just using the cage and beating the crap out of each other. Yeah. Oh, nut shot again right. from Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a page out of Rob's book. Hey, let go of Scotty. Yeah, we got to hold him back. I remember when he first showed up in W, or one of the times he showed up in WCW and he just looked huge. I was like, he was never that big in WWE. Then I'm like, oh, you know, going back, you're like, no, wait, he was. He was, he was jacked. The other thing people forget, too, is Scott Steiner was always a dick, even when he was a good guy. Yeah. Like, any time they'd wrestle, like, another good guy tag team, like, he'd always be the heel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? He'd be, like, talking smack and doing stuff, and he'd be like, you know, come on, man. Yeah. I remember, I remember watching one of their squash matches from uh, when they were in up here in Poughkeepsie, and they just beat the living shit out of these guys. And I felt bad at, at one point. I'm like, damn, like... I hope that hundred bucks was worth it, buddy, because you just took an ass whooping of a lifetime. Jeez. <laughs> like, give that give that guy an extra hot dog. <laughs> right. Give him a beer on the way out. Oh uh, yeah. There, there's a few guys that I would never want to step in the ring with. Um the British Bulldogs. Yeah. And the Steiners and are the Steiners. right at the top of my list. Like yeah. they don't, they sound like they, and like uh, Perry Saturn's another. Yeah. They all seem like they're just guys that think that job guys are just there for the, to beat on at their pleasure. <laughs> and Legion of Doom was like that a little bit too. Like there were some of their well, you squash know, the matches. The only thing I'll say about the Legion of Doom is they had no idea what they were doing. They had no wrestling training. Right. So <laughs> they, Ole Anderson would tell them to go in there and beat the shit, shit out of these out guys. Everybody. <laughs> Right. The Steiners, Perry Saturn, all were trained. Right. They were just assholes. <laughs> That's the difference. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> You're like, jeez, man. Yeah, we've got, oh, everybody's in the figure we four. Four figure fours. We got four fours. There you got 16. <laughs> and we have a figure 16 yeah. <laughs> and the fans are eating it up Orange trying to get in the cage half a Pillman's bandage seems like it's laid out or maybe that's flares I don't know I'll tell you what that bandage is lasting better than that stupid tape they put on him now <laughs> They put that tape on. Two minutes later, it's on. It's on the floor of the ring. I'm like, "What'd you bother for?" Right. Bonk. Sorry, Rick. He can't even fully you, extend it, his arm. It's impressive that it's impressive that Sting can press him this late in the match. Right. You know what I mean? He's got to be tired. Yeah, your muscle fatigue's got to be crazy at that point. Right, and Flair's two, 230. Yeah. 
man, it it really is crazy how much he looks like like Rick and Scott. Like I'm like, oh, if I would if I would have just seen him, I would I would know that's Rick Steiner's kid immediately. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Without even telling me anything about him, I'd be like, damn, Rick Steiner either has an illegitimate kid or that's Rick Steiner's <laughs> kid, <laughs> one or the other. Get his ass on Maury, because we know this shit. Right? You are the father. Right? <laughs> I, I don't need a DNA test. <laughs> right. You are the designer. You are the father. Right. You know what? Just leave that paper backstage, because we all know this shit. <laughs> oh, man. I did like how uh, Sid and Barry Windham kind of coordinated the red tights in this one. Yeah. Damn, Sabisco looks like his head's gonna go underneath the cage. I love how you can see the spots of Ric Flair's blood on the cage as it zooms by. Yeah. I think it's funny how much these guys used to bleed. Now they're like, they're not allowed to bleed at all. Right. It's based on like commissions now, right? I think they get fined if they do. Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know about, I know it's definitely not, I mean, it's definitely not sanitary. Right. So I don't know if it's commissions or not, but they're I, they just don't have a. I mean, it's funny. Like back then, I think they did it way too much, and now they don't do it at all. And I think there are times when blood is necessary. Right. You know 100%. why have a cage match with no blood? Yeah. I just don't understand it. You know, I'm gonna slam my head against a cage, and like I love the fact that as soon as they start bleeding, they like stop the match. Yeah. Put the gloves on. I'm like. And I'm like, dude, come on. Go to commercial. Right. Don't, don't let me see this. <laughs> Clean them up before we get back. All right. We're getting towards the end of the match here because uh, Sid is about to de- Sid is about to deliver, I think, three power bombs in a row. Which is I think is funny because look, he can't I'm I'm shocked he can get him without hurting him because he can't lift him high in the air. If you watch these power bombs, he's basically just flipping them. And the way he's dropping him. Jeez. There's two. He just called Brian Pillman flaccid. (laughs) (laughs) How would he know? Oh, there he is. El Gigante. Giant Gonzalez coming to the ring. Why the hell is he coming? Because he's they're gonna stop the match. Because for some reason El Gigante is telling them to stop the match, and they listen to him. <laughs> and if he's so concerned about him being hurt, why is he moving him? Right. Shouldn't he get like? Shouldn't they get, get like a stretcher attention? in there? And, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this if he's got a neck injury, all right, you just made it worse. Right. <laughs> it was like a King good Kong match, but the, the ending sucked. 
We do a whole show on El Gigante. <laughs> <laughs> and we get headline sucky wrestlers. <laughs> right. Well, according to Jim Ross, that was his big buddy. So maybe they were like somewhat of a tag team or, or something. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the power. That's the power bomb. That one they just replayed. Yeah, that really, that really is frightening because he, he dropped, almost, almost on dropped him on his head. Yeah, the second one he kind of lay, you know, he kind of let him lay flat out on his shoulders, like if you watch the next one. But that yeah. one was not pretty. Like I, I'm kind of surprised they would pick power bombs to finish him out. Like why wouldn't Sid give him like a choke slam and bang his head on the ceiling a couple right. times? Because obviously you can perform any top rope or any kind of moves like that in this match. The roof was too low. Right. It was just but, a, a very lackluster end to uh to what could have been a really good Well, I mean, according to Wikipedia, they ended it that way to to uh and I'll read you what it says. Um where's the uh <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> this was constructed and allowed Sting's team to lose without actually submitting, making Sid Vicious a bigger heel and making Brian Pillman more sympathetic underdog in his fight with the Four Horsemen. So it was done strategically, apparently. But I'll leave that up to you fans to decide. To decide, right. So I think that's it, Rob. Do you got anything else? Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> So with that being no, said, done, man. thank you guys for listening. TheSportsFrenzyPodcast.com, TheSportsFrenzyPod on Twitter, TheSportsFrenzyPodcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace.